Hello, gurus of geekdom, knights of nirvana. This is Geek Unleashed. I'm Rob Duke. And I'm Lily Moon. Uh, we're going to start this week, before we kick off some news, with some announcements. Uh, we have a couple of shows, live streams, I should say. Live stream, tabletop RPGs, and development. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll be kicking those off within a week or two. Uh, yes, we, we are um, currently arranging them. Arranging uh, players, getting a, our cast in, in a row. I guess that is mix, mixing idioms, I should say. Our ducks. Our ducks in a row. Our ducks in a row. Uh, we're looking at maybe possibly doing a, well, we are, a Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. live stream. Um, some, some version of Fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're thinking about doing some Star Wars and possibly Mutants and Masterminds. Yes. And down the road, like way down the road, we're going to be working on some original content for a game that we're trying to put together. We'll probably do several games, but yeah. we'll start with that one. But that we can't say anything about it just yet. Yeah. No, but in order to do this, uh, we are also going to start a Patreon campaign shortly after the D&D game begins. Mm-hmm. The reason behind it being it takes a lot of time and resources to put these shows together. And we may have to start with just two. Um, we like to do more than that each week and have it be like a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. And we also would like to offer... We've had a couple people approach me who wanted to actually write articles for us. But I'm not able, we're actually not able to provide any monetary trade-off for that mm-hmm. uh, and i feel bad for that i don't i don't want to ask for someone's help and not be able to offer the money for the yeah. work because that's their their work and they deserve something for it i agree um but most importantly i mean we need these things but our focus with patreon uh, we will have a discord server uh, for patrons and for twitch subscribers as well um and that the main focus for that is to build a community um, yeah, once our, we get our uh, Discord going, I'll try to be on there as much as possible uh, to talk to people who are within the, the range of that can talk to me. Yeah, we'll have uh, text channels. We already have those set up uh, anywhere you have rooms to talk about anime, comic books, movies, everything. Everything your heart desires. And for certain levels of Patreon uh, subscribers and for Twitch subscribers, uh, we will have voice channels available uh, and we will actually uh, play games with you all as well. Mm-hmm. At certain levels. Yeah, at, at some point, too. So that is our big news. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be blowing up our social media channels mm-hmm. uh, once that goes live. And now we will get to some news. <laughs> Okay, it's time to unleash your geek with some special news announcements. Starting with some board game news. On Kickstarter currently, Restoration Games. They're redoing an 80s board game that's near and dear to some of our hearts, uh, Fireball Island. Uh, They actually were funded in under an hour. The campaign is still going, if you want to get in on it. Uh, You have 24 days to go. Uh, They're already at over 10,000 backers and $1.2 million. Pretty sure we'll be seeing that one at Gen Con. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it something that uh, you can get even if you don't back it? Like, will, will it end up in stores yeah. after? Yeah, it will. It's not exclusive to uh, Kickstarter, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will, we'll probably see it. They had a booth at Gen Con last year They where they had uh, published another game and just released it. Mm-hmm. That's where they announced they were doing Fireball Island. Yeah. 
I will be looking forward to Gen Con then. I'm always looking forward to new games I can beat you at. Oh, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I did. But I, I'm not certain that you'll find it like in the big box stores like Target or Walmart. Mm. This will probably be in your local game store, your friendly local game stores. Yeah, you gotta support the brick and mortar. Gotta support brick and mortar always. <laughs> but uh, that game uh, looks—it's updated, better components. If you want to go check it out, uh, you can check it out at Restoration Games or at their Kickstarter page. The this project. Also on Kickstarter, they launched uh, the uh, an official Street Fighter game. It's called Street Fighter: The Miniature Game, and it is. Licensed by Capcom, it, the co-creator of the game is a uh, YouTuber, Angry Joe. They launched with a goal of $400,000, and they're already backed. The first pledge to get the base game is $80, and they there's increasingly more after that. And it's unclear if it will be exclusive to Kickstarter or not. They're... They're saying that it may be that the miniatures may be too high quality to release anywhere else. So they are it, nice miniatures. I did I did see pictures yeah. of them. Yeah, I saw them too. They are very nice miniatures. I, I don't know how a fighting game translates to a board game though. Me either. Did I, they have a how to play video on uh, their page? I don't know. I'll have to go back and check that. Yeah. You guys can check it out. Yeah. And let us know. They are nice, but one of the problems they were talking about with it is that. That while they were licensed by Capcom to put the game, they weren't licensed to do stretch goals, which is a really big, you know, anyone who's ever done anything on Kickstarter knows that stretch goals help you earn more. Uh, it's just you buy the package and you can get increasingly more. They don't have stretch goals. They're not licensed to give extra stuff if they reach certain amounts. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, speaking of video game translations, mm -hmm. they did announce this week Insomniac Studio, developers of Ratchet and Clank, mm -hmm. uh, their PlayStation 4 exclusive Spider-Man game mm -hmm. has now a release date of September 7th, 2018, and my wallet is screaming for its dear life. <laughs> the game looks more... Uh, it looks just gorgeous. It was a gorgeous very graphics. pretty game, but it looked like a bunch of jumping puzzle type stuff. And you know how I feel about jumping puzzles. Jumping puzzles make me want to... I know that some people love jumping puzzles, but jumping puzzles make me want to tear my hair out. Yeah, but this time you have a web, you can attach yourself to buildings. So now it's a web jumping puzzle. Yes. I, I would, like... I, I would fall on my face from the tall building. And, you know, in the game, uh, reminds me of a little bit... They, they may have taking some inspiration from the Arkham games from Rocksteady's, uh, the Batman series. Mm -hmm. Where you're sneaking around on um, high up the building and then, like jumping down and grappling people. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. But And they also have costume builders where you can build your own uh, upgrades and stuff for your, your uh, outfits. I did see the Spider-Punk thing. Yeah, Spider-Punk looks awesome. That was pretty funny. I mean, it looks fun. Yeah, so I'll be wasting a lot of time in September. Yeah, lots and lots of time. Yeah. Uh, I have some movie news. Elizabeth Olsen has gone on record saying that she is not interested in doing a Scarlet Witch movie. And she doesn't think that the studio is interested either. But she frequently jokes with Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, about having a Netflix spinoff with it's just a, a couple comedy drama thing. I would watch that. With, uh, with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting about Scarlet Witch is she. This is the one character in the MCU mm -hmm. who is a perfect setup 
since the um, acquisition mm -hmm. of the rights of X-Men, mm -hmm. I think it's not finalized yet, yeah. uh, also with Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. um, but she is a key character to bring yeah. in the, the X-Men. Into the X-Men, and having, having Magneto come over and put down his daddy smackdown. Damn you kids. Damn you kids. Resurrect her brother, be like, oh my god! How did you change? You don't look like you used to. Now, yeah. It is weird. I don't know how they're going to merge those. They'd have to do a reboot. They'd have to do um, a... I, they'd have to do an X-Men reboot. Because I, I, it's in the past, though. Yes, but Scarlet... But they had two different Quicksilvers. Oh, and they had two different versions of her, too. Yeah, I don't know how they would handle that. They didn't, they didn't have two... They didn't really have two different versions of her, because they didn't really touch on her. They just touched... Uh, Fox just really touched on Quicksilver. Yeah. But she was in the living room floor watching television. Yeah, but they're supposed to be twins. Yeah, that's, that's true. Very true. I don't know how they're going to do that. They're going to reboot the whole franchise or not. Someone can, uh, someone, I'm sure, like, it's comic book. They could have someone, like, resurrect him. He's just like, oh, my God, he has a different body. Uh, uh, comic books to, are weird. It's going to have to be a reboot. There's no yeah. way around that one. Yeah. Unless they do some wonky time, wibbly-wobbly time things. Wibbly-wobbly time things. But uh, speaking of people who are interested in doing MCU, mm -hmm. hot off the success of A Quiet Place, John Krasinski... Mm -hmm. You know, star from The Office, mm -hmm. who uh, he directed, directed, uh, yeah, he directed and acted in Quiet Place with his wife Emily Blunt. Uh, he is all in to play Mister Fantastic. If she can play, Emily Blunt can play the Invisible Woman. Well, at least they'd have chemistry. This is true. And you know, ke chemistry and uh, science is very uh, key to the Fantastic Four. There has been some fan art, too, uh -huh. um, not only of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, but also Zac Efron mm -hmm. as Johnny Storm and John Cena as The Thing. <laughs> Look it up. It's out there. It's on the internet, people. It's The Thing. There's a lot of stuff on the internet. And more movie news, Terry Gillum has been trying to do uh, The Man Who Kill... kill uh, Killed Don Quixote for like 20 years, forever. He's been trying to do this movie, and legal problems keep popping up. But he finally released uh, the first trailer for the movie, and Terry Gillum is Don Quixote, and Adam Driver is playing Toby. I'm very excited to see this. Like, it looks like it's going to be good. It's expected to debut at the Keynes Film Festival this year. Legal matters may delay it. Hopefully they do not. Speaking of Cannes, and I wasn't going to talk about this, but now you, you led me into it. Solo, a Star Wars story, mm -hmm. will be debuting also at Cannes Film Festival this year. And they just dropped the trailer last night. Uh, the, another trailer. I mean... Yeah, the story trailer. Yeah. Oh, let's just talk about this real quick. Okay, growing up, I had two heroes for my life. I wanted to grow up to be two people. It was Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Uh, when they announced it, and I'm, I'm still... I wanna, I'm holding out hope that this movie will be fun. And I understand that you can't make Harrison Ford all CG for the whole movie. Yeah, that's true. Because it would be kind of weird. I think it's going to be fine. There are a lot of things in there that you can see where Han had his life altered. Like, there's a point in this movie where this is what, why he chose the life he chose. And the things that he says, the Luke, call him kid. You hear that from Beckett. 
which is Woody Harrelson's character. Um, in the new trailer, you do see Thandie Newton. Mm-hmm. Do you see Lando Calrissian, played by Donald Glover? Got the swag yeah, going on. I think that he's got it. I think he's got it down. I, I think, think he's going to do a uh, fantastic job. If that movie has one saving grace, it's going to be Donald Glover yeah. as Lando. You know, it. It's what I've seen from that trailer they re- that released yesterday. It looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid I'm gonna get in there and like the internet. That's not my Han Solo, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll we'll see uh, next month. It comes out May 25th. Well, we will see, won't we? Yeah, we will. I am on the fence about what I think about it. It's like I'm sure that it'll be entertaining, but I don't. I don't know how. You still think Woody Harrelson's jarring for you in this movie? Yes, I think Woody Harrelson would be jarring for me because I like Woody Harrelson, but Woody Harrelson is just really good at playing Woody Harrelson. I enjoy Woody Harrelson. I think he's been on a great journey as an actor. I but, agree, but... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. That another sassy I, droid, though. Yes, I like sassy droids. I just don't want to go and have be pulled out of the movie because Woody Harrelson is just... Woody well, you need to give Woody Harrelson a chance and not just go in expecting Woody Harrelson. Okay. That's a lot I won't, of, I won't, this is a lot of Woody talk for this show. Don't, don't, okay, I won't go in expecting a Woody. <laughs> no, here we go. You went there. Uh, and one last thing I want to say, or Chewbacca's wife. Mm-hmm. Was that his wife or was it just another no, Woody? No, they're saying that's his wife. Not since the holiday special have we seen Chewbacca's wife. Yeah. And, and is, was it her grand, her her grumpy dad or his grumpy dad? I have no idea. I burned that out of my memory. I only remember it because it was on the internet <laughs> and boredom. Everything's on the internet and boredom. Black Panther has sunk Titanic. Mm-hmm. It has now grossed more money than Titanic in the box office, which is amazing. Yes, I'm glad that it's getting... Uh, the recognition that it deserves. Mm-hmm. I wonder how far it's going to go. I don't know. Do you think it's going to knock Gone with the Wind out of, the, out of its rating? Uh, is it number two or number one? Wait. I thought it was number one. I don't know. Well, it's in the races. Yes. It's definitely in the races. It's not in the theaters yet. That movie has destroyed records. And speaking of records, it's not destroying records, but bans. Black Panther is to break Saudi Arabia's 35-year cinema ban with men and women sitting together in the theater. I think that's amazing, too. It is. Mm-hmm. Progress. We it's, need more progress. Yeah, it's a fun, fun movie, too. Uh, I'm, I like the, the growth that you see uh, between Civil War and, and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. There's growth in yeah. the character. He was all grr, revenge. and. Well, you see that kind of at the end. Yeah, at, yeah, and then he kind of evolved. He kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he learned. It was a learning process. His wisdom kicked in. Yes. As a king. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Marvel. Good job. Break those records. Continue that. I may butcher this name. If I do, please forgive me. I'm not perfect in any sense of the word. La Borinquina, Borinquina and DC have uh, partnered for an anthology to benefit fit the hurricane victims in Puerto Rico. 100% of the of the profits from the 200 page anthology will go straight to charity. She will be meeting up with other DC heroes like Wonder Woman and The Flash, I think. And it's expected to hit comic book stores May 23rd. Awesome. Charity is always a good thing. 
Um, the title of it is Reconstruction, Reminiscing and Rebuilding Puerto Rico. Awesome. I think that it's ama that's amazing too. I like it when people get together for a good cause. And it's not all about money. It's about helping people too. You need to use whatever you get to, you know, give back. Because... Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's, I love when I see actors do that too. Mm -hmm, me too. Especially when they dress up in their costumes and go see little kids in the hospital. So yeah. That gets me every time. Yeah. In other news, mm -hmm. Universal Studios is, all, you know, right now it only has two theme parks in Orlando. It's Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure, and then one a water park, Volcano Bay. Um, they're actually going to add a mysterious new park. A mysterious new park? Yes, a fourth park in Orlando. Mm -hmm. uh, this comes with the success of buying the rights to Harry Potter mm -hmm. for their Wizarding World of Harry Potter mm -hmm. to uh, last attempt to overtake Disney World. Now, there's a lot of speculation on what it's going to be. Uh, some are saying Lord of the Rings. Another thing, too, there's a development going on, codenamed Project 314. Um, the speculation that's going to be Super Nintendo World. That will include rides for Zelda and Mario Kart, as well as a Donkey Kong roller coaster and a Peach Castle at the very center. That would be cool. And then you, when you get too. to the center, is there going to be someone to tell you that your princess is in another castle? I really hope so, because that's what I paid for. <laughs> It's, it's speculation, but the whole thing is there is a fourth part coming. And uh, they and no one knows what it is. Like, it's just... The what it is is a speculation. Nintendo and Universal are working together to bring something together to the park. I would like to see Lord of the Jurassic World and have hobbits fighting uh, T-Rexes. Or riding T-Rexes. I, I want a hobbit riding a T-Rex. Why not a uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror... But you're in the Tower of Isengard, and you drop down to where all the orcs are in the mines below. That would be amazing. That's that's good plot. They're going to steal your ideas. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you can that. do a roller coaster. Uh -huh. That's kind of one of those that kind of stops in the middle and gives you a little bit of exposition. Uh -huh. Where you see, like, Sam and Frodo carrying the ring. In, like, the, whatever, the Nazgul. Yeah. How you say it? Nazgul. Oh, my God. That would be terrifying. There. Think about doing, like, a Snow White ride where you're, like, in the minecart. But you're going around in the Nazgul and, and Gollum are coming out to get you. Like yeah. jumping out at you, like jump scares. Yeah. 3D. In 3D. In 3D. <laughs> Amazing. You hear that, Universal? We are on it. <laughs> Take these ideas. You can send a check to Geek Unleashed. We will gladly cash that. Uh, and what the fuck news? Last year, it was a big story that Stanley's blood was stolen. An ex-associate forged documents and gave them to his nurse and took several vials. And uh, recently, more recently, uh, they were being sold. The blood was used to stamp Stanley's signature on Black Panther comic books. They sold for $250 and $500. And uh, since, the, since the store found out that they was selling them... Found out that they were not uh, like they weren't approved by Marvel and or by Stanley. They have pulled them from the shelf. Originally, they had thought that it was all approved by by the Marvel network um, and that they were going for charity, but they had to do with the shooting in 
Las Vegas, but thought they were. That's very country. strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Stanley's got in the news for like some weird things lately. Yeah, he has. Poor guy, but he did announce that he's going back on the uh, the con convention. That's good. I mean, I so it's good. You know, do what you love if that's what I mean. I'm sure that he lo- he loves the fans. Mm. He's a he's he seems like a cool dude. Excelsior. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I need to talk about one more movie news that I just kind of slipped my notes here. Off the success of Ready Player One, they have already purchased the rights for Ernest Cline's Armada. Are you familiar with that that book? I am familiar with it, but I have not read it yet. The only thing, and I'll give you the, the simplified plot without giving out any spoilers, is that there's an MMO out there that's all shooting space fighter stuff, and this kid works at a video game store. He's not going anywhere in his life. But it turns out, it's the last Starfighter plot. Mm-hmm. Aliens are real, they're attacking Earth, and this is what their simulation training mm-hmm. to find and recruitment. But that will be, that's going to be done by Universal Studios, and it's being scripted by Dan Mazzal. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, do they know, like, have they released any, any trailers, or will they be releasing in trailers anytime soon? No, it's, it's just, just, it's being... It's in pre-production. It's pre-production. It's being, the script is being written right now. Okay. And we already discussed last week about Ready Player One sequels, mm-hmm. so there's a lot going on for Ernest Klein. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for him, because... Yep, he's a busy boy. Yeah. And he's a geek like us. Mm-hmm. Lots of love to give to pop culture. Giving it back. Okay. I have uh, some more comic book news. At C2E2, it was announced that uh, Catwoman is going to be getting her own run again. Uh, It will launch the same day as Batman 50, which is supposedly the issue where Catwoman and Batman will be getting married. It will release July 4th, and it will be written by Joelle Jones. Cool. Oh, it'll be illustrated by her, too. I know that. Written and illustrated by Joelle Jones. I know that you're a super Catwoman fan. I am a Catwoman fan. Um, it depends which run, though. I don't like her new 52 run. But you enjoyed the... Um, the one... Did that? Was it Bruce Tim? Yeah, I think so. The one before where it led into Gotham new City 52. Sirens. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about other things. <laughs> other comic book news. Mm-hmm. IDW Comics is doing a crossover event between... Dungeons and Dragons, and Rick and Morty. What? That's crazy. No, I know. Not that I, it's not possible since there are multiple multi dimensions in the both worlds and it's bound that they should collide in at least one of them. True, true. Uh, it's actually, I th- I, the premise is Morty is interested in, in D&D mm-hmm. and of course when Rick Sanchez gets involved, all chaos breaks loose. Yep. Uh, the crossover miniseries. This is a miniseries. It will be written by Patrick Rothfuss, mm-hmm. who wrote the King Killer Chronicles. Um, you can check him out playing D anD D with Acquisition Incorporated for Penny Arcade. Uh, he's also been on Critical Role for um, maybe six episodes. Yeah, and uh, Campaign One. Yes, and then he, he was in Campaign Two yet? No, not yet. They're trying to get new guests. Yes, and then he had a a guest spot on Dice camera action at one of the PAX shows uh, reprising his critical role character. But yes, he's going to write it with uh, Jim Zub, who who's on the Avengers and Wayward. And they'll be working with Eisner, 
Eisner nominated artist Troy Little, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. They are also going to give Elvira, uh, the Queen of Halloween, uh, her uh, four-issue miniseries. Dynamic Entertainment will be giving her a four-issue where she goes through through time and uh, through moments in horror history. That's horror. H-O-R-R. Horror. Horror. Get your minds out of the gutters. Horror history. Uh, where she'll meet Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein and uh, Mary Shelley and stuff and other wibbly wobbly time stuff. Is it going to be like the Universal Monsters or more I broader than that? I do not know. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Um, it may be a little broader than that since they're bringing Mary Shelley into it. Uh, Cassandra Peterson has been doing Elvira now for 35 years. Elvira is old as I am. Oh, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, my... Mm-hmm. Um, for Halloween. I don't know where we got this thing. Mm-hmm. But my stepdad always brought out an Elvira stand, cardboard stand-up. It, it went in your window? Yes. Halloween? Yes, Halloween. She'd be over by the door. That would be, that was, that's awesome. Yeah. Your stepdad's pretty cool. I don't even know where they, they bought that thing or picked it up at. It could have been a liquor store. Who knows? Yeah. I, I He may still have it. <laughs> who knows where you pick you up know, Elvira? I'm, I'm going to call him up and ask him. Not right now, but I'll call and ask if he can give it to me. The anime world was rocked with sad news um, this week as co-founder of Studio Ghibli and anime director Asao Takahata passed away at 82. It's always sad when brilliant minds pass away, Mm -hmm. Um, but he lived a long life and uh, he gave to the world. And I think that that's all anyone can hope from their life is to... You know, be successful and to give people mm-hmm. joy, get help others. For those not familiar with his personal directing works, uh, Grave of the Fireflies. That's a very sad movie. Mm-hmm. Pompoko, one of my favorites, Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen a lot of the I, Studio Ghibli films, but I haven't seen that one. That's one I watched a lot of. And there are several other films that he did. Rest in peace, Sao Takahata. Rest in peace. Thank you for your contributions to the world. In comic book to TV news, it's already been it's been announced for a while that they were going to do um, a TV adaptation of The Boys. Amazon has greenlit eight episodes. Uh, they already announced earlier that Jack Quaid would be playing uh, Hugh, Huey Campbell. Which, um, in the comic books, his likeness is uh, modeled after Simon Pegg. But uh, they have announced this week that they have cast Billy Butcher, which is the main, uh, one of of the other main characters. Uh, Carl Urban will be playing him. Also, uh, going back to what we said last week about Supernatural, Eric Kripke will be the the showrunner. Mm-hmm. And uh, the producer on the first episode will be uh, directed by uh, Preachers, Evan Goldberg, and Seth Rogen. Cool. All right, and to wrap up our news, uh, FX has finally ordered a pilot based on the comic book series Why the Last Man. Uh, Michael Green of American Gods and Blade Runner 2049 and also Logan and Ada Mashaka Kroll 
of Luke Cage in turn are set to serve as co-showrunners on the project. Also, Brian K. Vaughn will be one of the producers on the show as well, the writer of the comic. And Melina Matsakas, Master of None, Insecure, will direct the pilot and also serve as the executive producer. All right, well, we got just enough time for a review. Speaking of Brian K. Vaughn, mm. we're going to review Hulu's The Runaways. I am a very long fan of The Runaways. Like, I, it's... There aren't very many comic book... Uh, runs that I've I've read all the way through and loved all the way through and Runaways was one of them and I know that Hulu's Runaways has gotten really good reviews and I think that there are some things they did really well but overall I'm disappointed and I feel like I'm in the minority for saying I'm disappointed since it has such good reviews so I don't know. I just have very strong opinions about it and what they what they did to it and with it and I'm also a fan mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed the way Brian K. Vaughn brought those characters to life especially in the first few pages mm-hmm. uh, that was a really oh, good way smooch. to introduce them yeah, yeah it was a really good way to introduce those characters um, I thought the comic was great mm-hmm. and I agree um, even though Brian K. Vaughn has gone on record in an interview saying that the show is what he envisioned mm-hmm for the comics that he that they were able to do what he could not in the books. Mm-hmm. It's I know that there are legal issues of why they changed some stuff. Like what? Uh, I think that the they they couldn't say because Hulu is not does not own the X Men uh, mutant uh, franchise. Right. They couldn't say that Molly was a mutant, and I understand that. And I'm fine with how they did her power, but making everything technology and science-based was really disappointing to me. Because one of the things I loved about The Runaways is that it took a kid from each group, science, technology, magic, mutant, and alien, and they threw them all together. And it was like this mixture of one of everything, and that made it really special for me. Yeah, you know, and I think, I, I looking back now, I can see why I liked it, because... I played City of Heroes back mm-hmm. in the day, and you—that was your five origins. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that they changed. The, I don't like that they took magic away and made it technology. That was really disappointing and like kind of nerd soul crushing to me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about. I we discussed this before. You know, let's talk about what our biggest issues. The biggest issue was, it was actually the including the inclusion of the parent stories. And I don't mind that there's a parent story. I, I like knowing more about what's going behind with the parents, but I feel personally that the parent story was, one, overdramatic, uh, and two, it seemed like it became more about the parents than it was about the kids. Exactly. And it should have been about the kids. And they should have been, become... Instead of having this organization that took runaways mm-hmm. and did things with them, they should have just did their bad thing and the kids run away. Because yeah. that was the point of the story of the comics. Yes. Yeah. They they got in the in the show, 
they got about as far as like the second issue uh, because they added in all this other BS and I it, it's like I don't mind there being changes it's just the way that they changed it yeah that upsets me but and then again you can't cast people like they did like there were some big names in there mm-hmm. and then not and not give them enough screen time right at the same t- time I mean if you were really passionate about it and even if you're a big name you're gonna understand hey, I'm a parent, I'm not going to get as much screen time as the Runaways that the show is is titled after. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Ryan Sands was really good as Jeffrey Wilder. Yeah, I right. think that they actually did really good casting. There are some like character tweaks that they made that I'm okay with. I don't like the casting for Molly. It's not a race thing. It's an age issue thing. Yeah, I mean, we... We understand that yeah. we're all about diversity. Yeah. It's the fact that she kept saying, I'm really strong, and they weren't listening to her. But she listened to, she looked about the same age as the rest of the kids. The point of Molly is that she is supposed to be distinctly younger than them. Like, just hitting puberty. Yeah, well, she's they, the they went over that in, the, in there, like, she was hitting puberty in it, but she looked the same age as the other kids. She's supposed to be smaller. Um, and all the, I'm really strong, and them annoying her, uh, ignoring her, um, it seemed in, in genuine, and that's not the actor's fault. It's it's just, it didn't come across right for me. It either looked like they were being bitchy, or she was being whiny, because she was supposed to be the same age as them. If I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what did work. Mm-hmm. Costumes. Yes, I I agree. Overall, the costumes were great. Uh, they did they the co- casting and costumes. I really liked um, how they did the alien glow stuff. Yeah. Except for I don't think they're aliens in this either. Well, they didn't hit on that yet. Yeah, I they didn't really explain what what they were. Still, they did it. They did that well. They did costuming well. Did almost all the casting perfectly. Um, I have no complaints with that. You know, and uh, old lace. Mm-hmm. Old lace was okay. Like it wasn't, you know, Jurassic Park perfect, but well, and it was practical too. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was passable. Like it, it doesn't bother. It, old lace didn't bother me at all. Like, no. I did a okay job with old lace. But all the kids look great. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some changes with the parents, um, but Chase specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there was another. You mentioned something before. Someone else has changed. Like a lot of people are changed. Um, they didn't have, or at least they didn't go into it in the comics. Gert's parents are time travelers. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't go into that. Um, in the comics. Hence the dinosaur. Yeah, Molly's parents weren't dead. And uh, the dinosaur was actually genetically oh. ra- modified and raised to protect Gertrude. Okay. In the comics. But um, just like the comics, she was useless. No, she's not useless in the comics. No, she's not useless. Well, she's smart, but so is Alex. Yes. Uh, he doesn't have a dinosaur. That's true. Uh, she's not useless. Gert's not useless. Don't still Gert. 
Here's um, another thing that I that just graded me. Can we just say it's not called the Runaways? It's called the Lyft Show because <laughs> all they use they just promoted Lyft every episode. Yeah, I think I I understand that you have to um, do sponsors and that was like, a lot of product placement. Yes, that was a that was it was very blatant. If they were like more subtle about it, it would be cool. But like every five seconds, they're like, "I'm gonna take a lift. I'll get there. I'll take a lift." Chase there. has a van. Yeah, in the in the comics, Chase has a van. He had it in it's the show. White. It's white because it's it's ambiguous because the number. It's hard to look for a white van because there's a bunch of white vans. <laughs> That's why he has it. It's because it's it's ambiguous. And Chase is like eighteen or almost eighteen in the comics. Yeah. He's older. He's the oldest. But if you're looking for a show, mm-hmm. okay, Runaway fans, I, I, we have not actually read the new run that mm-hmm. they brought it back. It could be that it's closer to that. Um, but fans of the old run, we'd like to know what you think. Yeah. So hit us up on social media in our comments when we post this uh, podcast, and uh, let's discuss it. Yeah, I think that the acting was good. I just yeah. don't like the way that they took the show. Yeah, the I don't par- like the direction. The parents were very Melrose Place to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's It was very privileged. Yeah, it was very... And they were kind of whiny, too. Yeah, it was very dramatic. Like, it was overly dramatic. Like, it focused on the kids at first, and then they gave the parents a little bit, and they gave the kids less, and they gave the parents more. Mm-hmm. And it just it detracted from it. It's supposed to be about the kids. Yep. It should have been called The Pride. Yeah, I agree. The Pride and their children. I will give it a 6 out of 10. Mm. Just because it looked right. Um, and the, the acting was okay, for the most part. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. They did some things right. And even though I'm disappointed, and I'll give it that they directing was good. If I hadn't read the... If I had, if I wasn't a fan of the run, Runaway comics, that I'll give it that it would be be okay. Because I, I guess it's, I'll give it a five. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. Geeks out there, we want to know what would you like for us to review next. Uh, hit us up at Facebook at at Unleashed Geek or at uh, our Twitter page. It is at Geek underscore underscore Unleashed. And if we have another name, we could probably change that too. Uh, but hit us up, and we would love to hear what you want to hear uh, hear us talk about. Uh, even just any kind of topics at the beginning of the show or news. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, stay weird, stay geeky. Go out there and rock the world. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Yeah.